if you got your Bible, it's going to sound pretty familiar, but if you'll open it to the 18th chapter of Matthew, I'm just going to read. I'm going to begin reading the 25th verse, just a couple verses, and I feel like feel like preaching part two. Amen. Praise God. And the Lord was dealing with me yesterday uh, about the service this morning. And I began to write notes. And, and I hope you know I don't get on sermon.com to get sermons. <laughs> if there is a sermon.com. And I didn't buy a book to get sermons. I mean, I got a Bible in a prayer life. Amen. I, I pray, God, I want the word that you want me to preach to the people. And as I began to write notes, I thought, <clears throat> started out kind of teaching, but toward the end of the notes, it um, seemed like it turned into a, almost like Sunday night notes. And I thought, Lord, you know what you're doing. So I began to preach this morning. And as you know, the Lord took over. Amen. And uh, I didn't realize I had two sermons. That God knew what he was doing. Amen. And I want to continue <clears throat> to teach for a little while. Amen. Very important subject. Praise God. 18 and 25 but for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me and I will pay thee all. And then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. But that same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. And then his Lord, after that, he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant. Amen. This is my prayer. God, don't let any of us ever get a label of a wicked servant. I want, the, I want a label of a faithful servant. This man was called a wicked servant he said I forgave thee all that debt because thou desirest me or because you got down and worshipped me shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant even as I had pity on thee and his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him so likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not every one his brother their trespasses. 
Amen. I want to preach again, I guess, the end of this sermon. I guess is what the Lord would have me to do tonight. I want to preach a debt I could not repay. Amen. Set your Bibles down. I need your help tonight. Would you help me pray right now that the Lord would move in this place? Hallelujah, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We thank you for all that you've done. Come on, why don't you help somebody next to you right now? Hallelujah, we love you, God. We praise you. Come on, I feel a merciful God walking the aisles tonight. We need you in this place. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, why don't you just give God a wave offering right now? This is a wave of praise unto God. Oh, we praise you in this house, God. Hallelujah. One more time. Clap your hands to the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Hallelujah. We praise you, God. We praise you, God. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. I preached for just a little while this morning, and I began to break down the numbers in this parable uh, of what the first servant owed, and it would have been... um, Approximately $41 million to pay the 10,000 talents that he owed. And obviously a servant would not have that kind of money. And if he were to work it out, it would have took him approximately 164,000 years, which we know we don't have enough time to pay the debt. And so the Lord is showing us in this uh, parable today that um, you can't pay this debt. Amen. I, I, I want to slow down for just a second and teach. Uh, we got so many new people. I'm telling you, just being a good person ain't going to get you into heaven. Amen. Praise God. Coming to church ain't going to get you to heaven. Amen. Being a good person and being a good neighbor and doing all the right moral things won't get you to heaven. Amen. You still need Jesus to pay the debt of sin for you. Amen. That's an understanding that everybody needs to get is I I can't make it all by myself. Amen. That's why the Bible talks over and over about we are saved by faith. We're saved by grace. Amen. That don't mean you sit on the pew and some pixie dust of grace falls upon you but the Bible's talking about it's the grace of God that says I will pay your debt amen until your debt has been paid Uh, hallelujah my Lord you don't even really know how to act amen but I this parable teaches us how you should come to God and what you should be like 
if you need your debt paid. And the Bible said that he fell down flat and he worshipped or he reverenced and he honored God. Amen. What happened was he humbled himself before God. Man, there's people in this building tonight that need a breakthrough in your spirit. And there's people in this building that need the Holy Ghost so desperately. Amen. Can I just preach to you? Amen. Thank God for the jumping up and down and the clapping hands and the spinning around. And I love to do it. And I love to praise God because he inhabits praises of his people. But if you want him to pay your debt... If you want him to pay your debt, there's got to be an humbling of self. Amen. You cannot be full of pride and get God to pay your debt for you. Amen. I've watched hundreds and maybe Lord knows maybe thousands of people get the Holy Ghost over my lifetime. And every time someone was filled with the Holy Ghost, they were always in an humble position. Amen, I've seen people pray and nothing happen and, and all of a sudden when the tears would begin to flow, it's like the spirit began to flow. Amen, tears are an outward expression of what's happening on the inside. Amen, when people begin to cry, that means they are broken on the inside. I'm telling you, if you want to get your debt paid, you better get humble before God. Man, we're living in a day where people are so full of pride for no apparent reason. But they are so full of pride and they, they get the attitude, you're blessed that I'm coming to the church. Amen. Thank you for coming to church tonight and I appreciate it very much. But that's not the attitude you need to get in your spirit if you want God to do a miracle for you. Amen. But the attitude you need is... Got a debt that I need God to take care of. I've got a sin problem I need God to take care of. I got an addiction that I need God to take care of. When you get humble and you start pressing, I'm telling you, you're gonna find God. Hallelujah! It never fails. Amen. Amen. When people Get persistent, they get the Holy Ghost. Amen, when you get humble, you'll get the Holy Ghost. Amen, if you don't understand it, don't worry about it, just get humble. I've seen people that didn't have a clue what we were even doing, walk in here and just feel the presence of God and begin to reach for what they were feeling. Amen, and I've watched God fill people with the gift of the Holy Ghost that didn't even know what the Holy Ghost was. Don't tell me it's in education. Don't tell me it's in presentation of church and programs and all these things. I'll tell you what it is. It's the old-fashioned conviction of the Holy Ghost that gets on people. And a response to conviction is to humble yourself. Hallelujah. I told somebody the other day, Seeking the Holy Ghost, I told him, I can't tell you how to get it, but I can tell you what it is. It is a depth in prayer you have to get to. 
it is a desperation and a level in prayer. You just get to it. And when you get there, honey, it all going to break loose. Praise God. Amen. People try to figure it out, but you can't figure out God. He said it's like the wind. You don't know where it's coming from. You don't know where it's going. You just got to reach for it. Amen. I was looking at, I get an email every morning. It's called my timeline of all my photos of my one drive. And I, I just like to look at it. It says this was the picture that happened last year. This is one you took two years ago, five years ago. And I don't know how many years ago it was, but, uh, but it must have been a lot of years ago. But we were in this building and there wasn't hardly anybody here. <laughs> there was plenty of room to sit. <laughs> Amen. So I know it wasn't yesterday. Amen. But there was a little video clip that I took uh, Amen. And down here in the front was uh, Sister Essery, and she was shouting and speaking in tongues after God delivered her and broke every chain. Uh, and I seen the joy on her face. Uh, and I began to think about the nights that we had prayed over and over again. Uh, and I said, just keep on pushing uh, because God is faithful. Well, I didn't get the Holy Ghost tonight. Let me tell you, don't worry about it. You don't mean you're strange. You just need to push a little harder. You need to get a little more serious. Uh, you need to get a little. Hey, let me tell you something. You can hang around church your whole life and never get the Holy Ghost. You could hang around church and never get a breakthrough that you need. Uh, but bless God, don't let it be this church. Don't let it be you. Uh, amen. And it was so beautiful to watch her shouting on that little video. She had one daughter on one side shouting with her. And another daughter on the other side shouting. And all this tan was brown, ugly paneling. And the pews were red. And I think there were ceiling fans. Boy, it was something else. God's brought us a long way and he's getting ready to take us a lot further. Hallelujah. 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 But how does it happen? You got to humble yourself. Praise. I said you got to humble yourself. I never seen anybody sit there and whisper and God fill them with the Holy Ghost. Maybe it'll happen tonight. I hope it does. But I've never seen it yet. But I've seen people get it over and over and there was a desperation in their spirit. Amen. When they get, they get to the point where they don't care who's looking at them. Don't care what people think. Well, I don't, I'm not really the crying type. Well, I ain't the crying type either, but I ain't the lost type either. I'm not really into burning either. Amen, when I humbled myself, uh, amen, God came down. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. Amen, if you'll humble yourself and repent, repent just simply means you gotta turn. Amen, whatever you were, you gotta turn. That's what the word means, repent. Amen. Some people like to add stuff to it, but it is what it is. 
You used to go this way, now you're going to go this way. You used to go the honky-tonk, now you ain't. You're going to church. Well, praise God. Praise God. Ain't God good. And when you repent of your sins and you get baptized in Jesus' name, of course, I've seen people get the Holy Ghost before I baptize them. I don't care what sequence God does it in. Amen. I just want it to happen. Amen. And when the Holy Ghost comes and you've been baptized in Jesus' name, let me tell you what's going to happen. You're going to become debt-free. Everybody say debt-free. Debt-free. Amen. I'm telling you, a great feeling is being debt-free. Hey, if somebody just paid your car off, it would make you happy. If somebody came and paid your house off, you'd be happy. Think about when somebody pays all your sin off. Why are you shouting? Why are you dancing? Because somebody paid it for me. Come on, let's love Jesus right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Man, when you get the Holy Ghost and you've been baptized in Jesus' name, the debt of sin is gone. The weight of sin is gone. And this is what the parable is trying to teach us, that we had an enormous debt that we could not pay. Amen. Whatever you do, if you get debt free, don't ever go back and touch it again. Praise God said, if you get debt free at this altar, don't ever go back and let it get on you again. The Bible said it's like a hog going back after it's already been clean, going back to the waller, wallering around in the mud. It's like a dog vomiting and then going and licking it back up. My Lord, when you get it off of you, keep it off of you. When God breaks an addiction, don't go back and touch it. When God delivers you, don't go back. Come on, somebody needs to get a made up mind right now. You can do it, church. You can live it. You're more than a conqueror. Paul said, the law of the spirit hath made me free from the law of sin. Which means if you got the Holy Ghost, you're free. Well, you just don't know. Oh yeah, I do know. I know that God's word is true and every man is a liar. When God gives you the Holy Ghost, you're not an alcoholic anymore. When God gives you the Holy Ghost, you're not into perversion anymore. When God gives you the Holy Ghost, you're not an adulterer anymore. When God gives you the Holy Ghost, you're not bound by nicotine anymore. You are free. Boy, I feel like shouting right now. I feel like shouting. 
I feel like shouting. I feel like shouting. Man, when God breaks the chain and you go back to what he broke because you think you are bound, you've done listen to the lie of the devil. You say, well, I gave up cigarettes and next week I'm smoking them again. It's because you wanted to. Oh, yeah, praise God. I don't know if y'all like this or not. Amen. But when you get the Holy Ghost, it breaks the chain of sin. It ain't going to break your flesh, but it'll break the sin. And oh, come on. Amen. Praise God. He that the Son has set free is free indeed. Don't tell me you can't quit looking at stuff on the internet if you've got the Holy Ghost. Don't tell me you can't keep off the garbage of the internet when you've got the Holy Ghost. What you're doing is you're putting the Holy Ghost in the back seat and putting the flesh in the front seat. But I'm telling you, the Lord's going to come back one of these days and I pray to God the Holy Ghost is in the front seat. Come on, let's love Jesus right now. Amen. How do you act when you get debt free? Praise the Lord. When I've seen people drive all the way to Tennessee to where Dave Ramsey has his little building. And man, I'm telling you, they're excited. They've paid off their car and their house and they've got it on a little plaque. I was in debt so much and paid it off in 47 months or whatever. And then they're so excited and they're screaming. And all they did was get a little American dollar debt free. That's a good feeling too. Amen. Praise God. But I, I know one a lot better than that. If anybody ought to be hollering and jumping up and down, taking pictures, telling the world, it ought to be the ones that used to be hung up in sin, but God brought them out. Oh, if anybody ought to be having a parade, it ought to be the church having the parade. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right, I got to preach for just a little bit and then I'm going to shout. Amen. In the parable, this is how the Jesus tells us how we ought to act when we become debt free. I'm talking about debt free from something you could have never fixed. This is what he says, what he thinks. He said, when somebody owes you something, I'm glad y'all already jumped up and down. I know your legs work. I know your back ain't hurting. Hey Amen. There was a, the first man was relieved of 164,000 years of work. 
and eternity. The second man owed the first man a hundred days worth of work. Three months. Can you imagine the difference between eternity and three months? But the man that was forgiven of eternity wouldn't release a man who only owed him three months. Well, hallelujah. Praise God. Boy, I feel like preaching. I'm telling you where the joy of your life's going to come from. Getting debt free and loving everybody. Hallelujah. I said getting debt free and then letting everybody else be debt free. I preached Wednesday night and toward the end of the sermon I began to talk about the tabernacle and all the furniture for just a minute because the Lord's been dealing with me about this. Amen. I believe, you know, I've heard it my whole life. You know, the, the, the altar represented this altar and the laver of water represented this baptistry tank. I can baptize you in Jesus' name tonight if you want to be. You got semi-warm water. And, and going through the veil represented the Holy Ghost going into the presence of God, the Ark of the Covenant and all this stuff. And I believe that with all my heart and thank God for it. But I'm going to tell you, the Lord just began to deal with me about a revelation. It, it, it ain't just something you do. But the Bible said you are the temple. He said you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Which means every piece of furniture in that tabernacle ought to be in your own life. Which means you ought to have an altar every day. Well, I can't make it to the church. Well, you don't have to make it to the church. When you got an altar in your life, you wake up every day and you repent and you get down and you mortify the deeds of the body. Well, praise God. Well, I get, let's see, I get three days off and I don't have to pray again until Wednesday. Then I get Thursday, Friday, Saturday off. I get three days off until I get to uh, come back Sunday. Let me tell you, that ain't how it works. I said that ain't how it works. You got to get on that altar every day. And then you better have a place to wash your hands. Praise God. Well, I didn't know. I didn't think anybody run the aisles. But you got to have a place to wash your hands every day. Which means you got to have a place where you say, God, if I've done anything. If I've made any mistakes, God, I want to be cleansed right now. If I've said anything I shouldn't have said, God. I want to be cleansed right now. If I've touched anything I, I shouldn't have touched, I want to be cleansed right now. Man, you got to have a table of showbread. You've got to have the word in your life every single day. The Bible ain't something we listen to on Sunday and Wednesday, somebody reads it to us. 
He said, I want bread up there every day. And at the end of the week, get rid of that and get some more. I don't want it to get stale. I don't want it to get old. Well, please help me. I'm trying to read through Leviticus. Well, take a break and go to Matthew for a little bit. Read the book of Acts for a little bit. And My God, don't ever let it get stale. This is what the Lord dealt with me about before he ever showed me this parable yesterday. Is that when you walk through the veil where the presence of God was underneath a mercy seat. I'm telling you when the presence of God is not released in your life. This is what you ought to think. Do I have a mercy seat? In my life, is there a place where people can come to? When they've done me wrong, when they've cheated me, when they've talked about me, when they stole all my money, when they didn't show up for church, when they promised me, they would be there. Praise God. If anybody could be offended, I could be ultra offended. Praise God. Amen. You ought to try it sometime. Praise God. But the Lord began to deal with me. You are the temple of God. And if there ain't a mercy seat where people can come to your life and say, I'm sorry. Or whether they come or not. I'm telling you, the presence of God was underneath. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Well, it sure is getting quiet in here. Praise God. Think about the difference in the price of what the man was forgiven of, 40 million, and what he was owed, 100 days of work. Amen. Praise the Lord. You would think if you had been forgiven $41 million and somebody just wrote it off. If a guy owed you a couple thousand, I, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'll just eat that. Don't even think about it. Praise God. Oh, praise God. I'm telling you how somebody that's forgiven ought to act. This is how God expects you to act. You've got to be a forgiver. Because the Bible says if you don't forgive, you won't be forgiven. You say, well, I've already been forgiven. So was this guy. I've already got it. Well, this guy already had it too. But somebody went back and told what you did. Oh, yeah. Praise the Lord. Oh, don't tell on me. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. You know what I want the spirit of this church to be? The most loving, forgiving, kind. Because if you hold on to bitterness, friend, I'm telling you, you'll stop up a church service. You'll stop up your own blessing. 
You'll stop up the miracle in your life and your family. You could pray about revival. You could pray for healing. You could pray for whatever. But when you harbor bitterness, I'm telling you, the best thing to do is just get rid of it. It, it, Well, I don't want them to get by. They ain't going to get by God. Because you forgive them, they still got to deal with God. For whatever they did. Problem is, thank the Lord. We don't understand that the Bible says vengeance belongeth to him. If somebody does you wrong, just let God deal with them. Keep your hands in the labor every day. Oh, no, you don't know what they did. I can't wait till I get to log on to Facebook. I'm fixing to blast them from here to Timbuktu. Yeah, and you're about to get delivered unto the tormentors. I'm telling you, if we are not merciful people, the Lord will deliver us to the tormentors. And you're talking about a terrible life. You could see it. You can walk downtown. You can see it. They're all mad at somebody. Praise God. I said they're all mad. They're frustrated. Somebody did them wrong. Don't let that be how the church acts. Amen. I wonder if anybody would make a commitment right now before I leave tonight. Anything that I got against anybody. Hey, I got some advice for you. It's time to give the battle to God. If you want to take Goliath out, you better let God take. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. Everybody say that's the happy life. The happy life is not. People have to remind me of stuff they've done. (laughs) I've had people apologize to me for stuff that I don't even remember because I don't want to think about it. I don't want to dwell on it. it. It'll rob me of my blessing. Amen. Well, they lied on me. Well, they lied on me too. Praise God. They keep lying. What am I going to do? I'm going to keep smiling. I'm going to keep building a new church. I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm going to keep coming to prayer meeting. Well, hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Well, enough of that. Praise God. Well, it's good, but you're going to take so much. It's like vitamins. Yeah, we just want a day. Praise God. Praise God. There's another way that the Bible talks about people should act. When they've been forgiven. The Bible said in Psalms 107. Oh give thanks unto the Lord. For he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. And then it said let the redeemed of the Lord. Open up your mouth. 
and say, I'm debt free. That's what redeemed means. It means somebody paid the price for you. And the Bible said, let the redeemed of the Lord. Let them sit on the pew and patticate for Jesus. No, it said, let the redeemed of the Lord say something. That means you ought to open your mouth and start praising God. You know what I feel like doing right now? I feel like having praise time. Praise God. Y'all ever heard that little thing they call a praise break? Praise God. Man, praise God. Where's Matthew at? I need you tonight. Praise God. Praise the Lord. You know what? The last thing you ought to do is just be quiet when you're debt free. Well, praise God. Monday morning, I drove up on an accident. And it looked like Sister Vilma's vehicle. I got out. Brother Thomas was there getting stuff out of it. Totaled out in the front, totaled in the rear. Looked like there's no way anybody would have made it out of there. Couple stitches and a bumped nose. And she walked out of the hospital the next day. Well, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. When God's been good, you ought to tell somebody. Praise God. Told Brother Wallace, if you'll live for God and you'll pray every day, God will open up the windows of heaven on you. Guess what? He laid a contract on my desk this morning to read. somebody that'll open up your mouth and say God's been good to me don't you know I'm broke don't you know you're debt free hang on a second you know what I feel in the Holy Ghost this is what I feel if God's made you debt free in the spirit and you need a financial miracle in the earthly what you ought to do is open your mouth and say thank you for making me debt free God giving one of your children a house and they never said thank you can you imagine giving your child a vehicle and they never said thank you but they complained because they wanted another one would you give them one 
dollars of debt and they never opened their mouth and said thank you would you be interested in giving them any more I'm telling you there's something to this if you've been redeemed if you've been redeemed by the blood of the lamb if you've gone down in Jesus name if you spoke in tongues when the Holy Ghost came I'm telling you how to get another miracle tonight I'm telling you how to get a financial miracle tonight you ought to get shouting happy about being full of the Holy Ghost I said you ought to get shouting happy about what God's already done come on I feel the windows of heaven I feel the windows of heaven about to open on somebody in this house somebody you've been praying God God give me give me give me you need to change your language and say God thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you I'm not an alcoholic anymore thank you I'm not blind anymore Thank you, I'm not in false doctrine anymore. Thank you, my sins are remitted. Come on, it's praise time. I don't want you to ask God for anything. I want you to praise Him right now. I want you to praise Him. And when you praise Him, when you praise Him, You're going to unlock miracles. You're going to unlock the storehouse. You're going to unlock the good treasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I praise you. I praise you. the front you need a miracle come down to the front it's miracle time it's holy ghost time it's deliverance time it's breakthrough time come on come on come on it's breaking there's miracles flowing this prayer is being answered. Come on. Come on, break the silence with your praise. Let your praise be heard. Let your praise. Listening.